Hello and welcome to Raise the Platform this week. Uh, apologies for last week. Uh, we were very sick. Yes. I'm still very sick. I'm sorry if I'm really nasally. <laughs> um, in the studio, we have Jaden. Hello. And Bella. Hey. And myself, Alex. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about... Uh, recovery after surgery. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yes. Yes. Um, but before then, we are going to talk about things we've done this week. (laughs) Uh, Jane, in particular, you did something last night that was pretty cool. Yes. And I got to witness it. Um, so. So I was the MC for this, for... For the Fuse Productions Battle of the Sounds, which was held in Mordialic last night, where, and this is part of the Victorian Government's Freeze Program, which allows communities of young people from local councils across the state to organise and run drug, alcohol and smoke free events. I had um, Rosie and Alex come yesterday, as well, because I was saying I wouldn't have made you go unless it was yeah. yeah not fully accessible. Yeah. Well, a community hall sort of, yeah. Yeah. I guess, has to be. Has yeah. to be. So, yeah, but no, it was it, a But good it night. was an old, older one. Yeah, it's an so old So I wasn't sure. Building. So I wasn't too sure. Yeah. And there are steps at the main entrance, but there is a... There's a the ramp. There was the a ramp yeah. to get to the side entrance. Yeah, so that was really good. Yeah. So it was a good night. Yeah, it sounds like I fun. think uh, everyone enjoyed themselves. Yep, and uh, there was some good prizes. You put a you. I noticed this um, tonight. I noticed this this morning that you put a story up there on the yes Instagram. Yes, on raise the uh, platform. Raise the platform Instagram. I put a video up, uh, <laughs> so it should be there if you guys still want to check it out. Yeah. Uh, it should be there for the next, what, few hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah till like 10 o'clock I think tonight. it's like 24 hours or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, it should be there till about 10.30. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah, so go and check that out because, Jaden, I thought you did really well. Thank you. Yeah. It sounded like a really fun night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to go to our first song. And then after that, we're going to finally, <laughs> and I really mean finally, we're going to hear the interview that Bella did a few weeks ago. Yes. We did try to put it on, but... I it, Yeah, we had serious we technical had difficulties. technical difficulties. Yeah. So after this song, we are going to play it. Yep. Um, so that'll be awesome. I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, hopefully it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this song is Crowded House with Weather With You. You are listening to Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7. That was Crowded House with Weather Be... Sorry, Weather With You. And, uh, yeah. So... I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago we did mental health illness as our topic and unfortunately I was not able to come to the second part of the ill yes but I did get the opportunity to interview Sarah Godfrey who was the director at Moving Mindset Psychology Clinic 
Um, it was a very insightful interview. Um, and yeah, we actually have it with us now, as Yay. Alex and Jaden were saying before. So <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy it. We tried a couple of weeks ago yeah. to play it through the phone, but yeah. um, the volume just was not working. But volume wasn't working, and the uh, connection was. That wasn't working either. No, nothing, nothing was working. <laughs> yeah. So now we tried uh, we've very got hard. It. We've got yeah. it on disc now, so hopefully, hopefully. it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Cross, cross Touch. everything. <laughs> You're on Raise the Platform. Yes, here we go. Enjoy. Hi, this is Bella. Um, last week we were talking about mental health, and today it is going to be part two. Uh, this week we are doing an interview with Sarah Godfrey, who is the director of Moving Mindset Psychology Clinic. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm pretty good today. Good. Um, so thank you for doing this interview. No problem uh, It's going to be great. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and about your clinic? And... Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, profession is as, as a psychologist and I am also the director of the Moving Mindset Psychology Clinic and really a psychologist is somebody who helps people solve problems, develop strategies, get greater understanding of why they're feeling uh, sad, stressed or nearly more uh, skills in interpersonal relationships. So we do lots of things. There's, there's so many different types of psychology, but that's probably a nice round way of saying it. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, <laughs> do you see a lot of people with disabilities in your clinic? Yeah, because the clinic is quite large, we have 19 uh, psychologists, consultants, social workers and child play therapists at the clinic and we look after people from birth to the age, so uh, right across the lifespan. So we see people from all backgrounds, all types of disabilities and of all ages. Why do you think that is? I think people with disabilities are like anyone in the general community. They feel stressed and anxious and depressed and have low self-esteem at different times in their life. They're no different to abled people. They have the same problems, the same struggles, probably more so because along with normal emotional stresses throughout life and relationships and self-esteem issues, they also have to overcome the disability that they are struggling with as well as the general community attitude and the fact that this world isn't particularly disabled friendly it's it's really orientated towards the abled and I think so they've got lots of other issues on top of that they can also have the issues that we would face day to day at the clinic yeah Mm. Uh, what do you think is the most common mental health issue for disabled people to come and see you? Uh, Look, I think it's like, um, to be very general, would be around adjustment issues. So adjusting to, as I said before, moving around in a world that isn't particularly disabled uh, friendly or understanding, yeah. transitioning from different ages and maybe the disabilities change slightly over time, uh, dealing with the families and the friends and the partners and how they are working with the person with the disability to help them and also maybe struggle with the adjustments. There are kind of two different formats. There's the people who have a disability through an accident and then there's the people who have the genetic I was about disability. To ask if yeah. you think it's... Um, a different you um, for you if you think it's a different um, way of dealing it 
you know, um, coming from an accident or being born with it? Do you think? I think both have very different impacts on an individual. Just because you're born with it doesn't mean you don't over time have to come to also the understanding of what kind of um, possible limitations it may place on you regarding moving about with easy access or... Uh, jobs or career paths that you would like. Um, when it is an accident, it's the same kind of adjustment. It's just much more sudden. So when it's a genetic, you just have more time because it's something you're living with from the day you were born, whereas with an accident, it's a sudden disability. Yeah. So there's just a bit more of that adjustment process. But the issues are the same. It's about how to come to terms with being really positive about the person that you are, looking beyond the limitations that you believe uh, yeah. the disability may or may not give you, and finding your strengths and what you're really good at. And I think that's the focus of most psychology, finding the best person that you are. Yeah. Um, so if anyone out there is struggling with mental health issues, mm -hmm. what would be some tips you would give them? Some tips would be to start to talk. I think um, depression loves isolation, so it's I talking. Can, <laughs> I can agree with yeah. that. It feeds off it. It wants you to stay home alone. So I think the best thing is to start to talk to people. My feeling talking to people with different disabilities is that sometimes they think that the physical disability or the intellectual disability is um, a burden as it is and get a little bit anxious about talking about having an emotional uh, issue as well. And, yes. you know, I, I want to encourage anyone who has a disability not to think that having an emotional issue is putting more pressure on people around them or that they don't have a right or shouldn't burden people yeah, with yeah. how they feel because it's really important that they seek help about that. Yeah, because I was in that boat, like, you mm. know, me having spina bifida, mm. I already have, you know, to get around in this world in a wheelchair and mm. that's enough, you know, yeah. or my family. And I didn't want to, you know, like say, oh, you know, I'm walking around in a wheelchair mm. And on top of that, I'm struggling with, mm. like, who I am mm. and, like, what I have to do yeah. in this world. Which is really unfair because just because you have a disability doesn't mean you're not allowed to have struggles that everyone else would have about yeah. just how we cope in this very complex world and manage our self-esteem. Mm. And, you know, we often we feel bad about ourselves whether we're disabled or not. Mm. So it is important not to think along those lines. Yeah. As soon as you notice that you're not coping or don't have as much enjoyment or are having a lot of negative thoughts about yourself, start to talk to friends and family, your local GP, mm. um, visit the Beyond Blue um, sites, things like that that can start to help you think about, um, you know, whether you're going okay, whether you're yeah, traveling all right. totally, I agree. Um, so for those who may think they are struggling but not really sure, what would you say are some general symptoms to look out for? Okay, I think any changes that you notice, so changes in diet, eating or overeating or undereating, changes in your sleeping patterns, like not being able to get to sleep or being tired and not wanting to get out of bed, um, tearfulness, melancholy, racing thoughts or thoughts that keep looping around and around in your head, things like not wanting to go out with your friends or not wanting to leave the house, all of those signs 
are indications that maybe you're not going as well as you could and it would be probably a good idea to start to seek some help. Sometimes it might be just a phase you're going through, but it's better to check it yeah. than leave it, especially if it lasts longer than a week. I think if after a week you're still feeling like that, it's probably a good idea to get some assistance. On our site at movingmindsets.com.au, we have uh, anxiety, depression and relationship tabs, and if you click on those, there's actually a checklist that gives you some indication of... Um, symptoms to do with each of those uh, mental health issues and you can have a look at those if you answer more than maybe three or four of those it might be a good idea to check in with somebody and start to look at the problems and how you can resolve them yeah. psychology is all about finding a way through that black period or that anxious period and being stronger and happier yeah all right well, thank you so much for the interview. You're welcome. It's good. Um, this platforms like the one we're on today mm -hmm. are a really great place too to start talking and oh, yeah. allowing people to feel really normal and natural about not coping sometimes. So yeah. it's a really good platform that you've got here. Thank you. And um, as you know, as we said last week, if you need anyone to talk to, we're always here. Like we're happy to talk to <laughs> That's people. Right. Um, we're, we're in your position, we're in your boat, so, you know, we've been through it all, so please, if you want to even have a chat with us, we're really nice people, I promise. All right, well, that is all for this week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this interview. Thank you again to Sarah, who take, took time out of her busy day to come do this interview with us. <laughs> nice. um, and, yeah, we'll see you next week. And, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. See ya. The next song, Britney Spears with Born to Make You Happy. Here Very on... early Britney Spears. Yeah, Super early. Yeah, one of her first singles. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're now going to discuss recovery from surgery and all that entails. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jen? Um... Well, I've had multiple, not so much, I had I th one major surgery, but I've been under anaesthetic many times beforehand. Mm. Initially, it was for me to get laser treatments. Oh, yeah. As a toddler, which I, I, I know I have mentioned this. Yeah, a few times. A few times <laughs> on the okay. show. That's fine. And I was not awake for those. I was under anesthetic. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can't imagine. Yeah. Being and it was awake for my birthmark, which is on my the right side the right side of my rib cage. And I haven't had one in like fourteen or fifteen years or something like that. Um I had two MRIs under anesthetic, firstly on my right cheek and on my and on my back mm. the second time. And I had one a couple of years later, just prior to having my, just prior to having my surgery, but opposed to the previous two, I was actually awake for this time, and it was, and it wasn't that scary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a few MRIs. Yeah. In yeah. my time, they're um very loud. They yeah, are. They are no. loud. You put in you you do wear. I had like. You do wear earphones, yeah. but you still hear the knocking and the. Yeah. Yeah, like, but other than that, it's it's like a CT. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. Loud. Except it uses <laughs> uh, uses a magnet. Yeah, yeah. What's weird is like. I virtually, I don't think I've ever seen a picture from an my back 
from an MRI. No. I don't think I've ever seen them. Like, what's really weird is that, like, when I was younger, you know, I've had many, many MRIs in my life, but it's funny, only in recent years have I actually developed a little bit of claustrophobia. Yeah. <laughs> so, MRIs are not that much fun anymore. Like, I used to love like, going luckily in. I, luckily, it wasn't, they weren't doing it on my head. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, that would be claustrophobic, they were doing it on my back. Yeah. And so I could actually go out the other side and <laughs> had to stand perfectly still <laughs> for, what, um, three quarters of an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've only been... Um, yeah. Pro is, it's not my head. Yeah. Con is, it's three quarters of an hour. Because I know it depends on how... Yeah. How big the area they're doing it on. Yeah. So, a few months after that, I had surgery. <laughs> March 25, 2008, it was a Tuesday. And I was a nervous wreck, not because I could have... And I was a nervous wreck because I could have gone and not woken up. Mm. Or go to sleep and wake up and I can't move my legs. Yeah. Because, of course, the spinal cord. (laughs) Yeah. And... But prior to then, it was like going in every three months with my mother... Or father would drive from Dingley, which is where we were living at the time, all the way to Parkville in the morning peak. Well, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, not fun. And for two or sometimes three appointments, which is x-rays, going to orthopedics, and even sometimes go to orthotics. Yeah. Because I was wearing back brace for, for a period of time. A period of time which did not work. And the Royal Children's Hospital is full of world-class pediatricians, which are, of course, um, doctors who specialise in the treatment of kids. Yeah. I went to Monash in Clayton. Yeah. That was my... That was your local one. Yeah. Well, I I called that my uh, third home. (laughs) We got got refer... Well, I I think it was... I I don't know... I think I I was first referred there to... Royal Children's when I was a, when I was a baby and yeah, yeah, from yeah. there. I I think I've only ever been to like the children's hospital maybe twice. Mm, I was there. But, yeah, I've always yeah, I went to ever the, gone to. I went to the Monash. children children's hospital. I think ongoing until about thirteen, and I, which was the old one. Mm. Now they've had the new one, and I've never gone in that. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was I was at the Royal Children's Hospital, pretty much like when it was pre before it's before, just been built before the new one yeah. was built. Yes, and then you know a couple of times after it was built redone, I have to say I I miss the old one. I don't know. I think it's maybe being there so often. I'm like kind of trying to still get used to the. I mean. I've transitioned to the Royal Melbourne Hospital now, yeah. but like I didn't transition till pretty much. Uh, I'm not sure. Three years ago or so. I'm not sure where I would have transitioned to if I was still going there. Mm. But yeah, no. Yeah. I'm at the Royal Melbourne's now, mm. which is fantastic. Love them. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, as we were saying with MRIs, the um, I've only actually had one where. I've had to go under, but that was when I was, like, really, really young. Yes, same for me. Yeah. 
It's probably just keep you still. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same for me. Yeah, I can't yeah. really stay Although still. Although I, I had one when I was like seven or eight. Yeah, the I would have been Next one I had when I was 12 and I was awake for that one. Yeah, I've always they actually been had a mock. They actually did a mock MRI initially first mm. and then the real thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. I was, I was still nervous going in, though. No. Oh. I'm 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 nearly twenty one and I'm still nervous going in. Jeez, <laughs> like I I every time I get that letter saying you know Bella Hayward MRI, I'm like, oh god, oh god, <laughs> like please let me be sick that day or something that prevents me from having that appointment. I remember getting I, get anxiety. I remember getting a letter and then it said M- mock MRI. I went, oh wait, yeah, so I'm not going under. And then they said actually MRI. I went. Uh, nothing about going under. So, what isn't what is a mock MRI like? What um, do they use that for? Basically, it's for people who haven't had an MRI, right? Just to prepare them, I guess. Just right? Yeah. See the real if thing. They can sit still for that amount of yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Which I could just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate I hate anaesthetic more than life itself. Yeah, I always out like opt for the the drip. Mm. When going under, like I have an absolute fear yeah. of the mask. I yeah. had the needle when I had my back surgery. I had the needle and the mask. Yeah, as well. No, because yeah. um, I know the needle only. Whereas when I was getting my teeth taken out, yeah, being pulled out. This is not wisdom teeth, but actual. Just n- your average teeth. <laughs> average teeth, <laughs> yeah. because. Just basically to quell my nerves and that. Yeah. And, yeah, they just did the drip and, yeah. Mm, yeah. Within, I think, three quarters of an hour I came to and was out of there within and was out of there a few, about hour or two later. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We're going to go to a song. Yep. And this is The Verb with... Bittersweet Symphony. Oh yes! On, oh yeah. yes! Oh yes! <laughs> you want to raise the platform on scene ninety point seven. Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. So oh, a, great a thousand song. times yes. Yes, a, a thousand times yes. It's a great song. Um, but yeah, we've been talking about. Recovery from surgery, or basically surgery. <laughs> yes, yeah. we've been talking about the surgery. Now we're going to be talking about the recovery. Yeah, we're going to go on to a nice... To be talking about. Yeah. yeah. But we've actually gone on a few tangents this episode. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jaden? So I had the surgery and the two 20-centimeter rods in my back in, and will be in there for the remainder of my life. I, was just, I first of all had to learn how to walk. Again, yes, <laughs> I know the feeling. And it was like a w- and it was like a newborn foal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like the legs went to je- would turn into jelly, turn into jelly, yeah. and I couldn't walk like more than three meters before you co- needed to before yeah collapsing. Co- well, I didn't fall on the floor, but yeah, almost collapsing <laughs> before like feeling, feeling like, like you needed feeling to, like yeah. I was going to collapse and. Yeah. Go to bed and very and eventually sleep. Yeah. yeah <laughs> because that's yeah. what you. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's tough work. So, to walk again. <laughs> so 
Yeah, you you'd know the feeling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I was discharged the week afterwards as per oh. normal procedures. Okay. Because That's I was going to be in there for a week. I was always going to be in there for a week for, of course, observation and right, yeah. Yeah. early stages of recovery. And fortunately, coming home, I actually my parents had actually hired a hospital bed yeah, same. to mm-hmm. aid with recovery. So, and luckily, I did my, my surgery was at the start of school holiday, so... Two weeks would have been off anyway. Yep. And um, I, because if I'd done it during school, I would have missed six weeks. Which is what I did. <laughs> yeah. I missed eight weeks. Yeah, I missed, I missed a whole, I think it was year eight. Thankfully, mm. I did. Term. Thankfully, I, thankfully my school had provided for me and just sent me work to do, yeah. which I did via correspondence. For the fir- for the first four weeks of term two, came back part time on a part time basis in term two. So some days I would go in for one or two periods. Some some days I wouldn't go in. Mm-hmm. So it was very staggered, and that happened for virtually the remainder of term two. Two and I resumed <laughs> full time in term three. So that's my. Yeah. Little bit on it. Mm. And also, I have to say this, and the girls would know this all too well, I had to shower initially with a chair. Yep. Yes. Yep. We Sitting still down. do. With a yeah. plastic chair. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Still do that. Still have to do that. <laughs> yeah, even uh, when I'm at my grandma's house, she brings, like, the just a outdoor chair. Yeah, yeah from, one from of outside, those. hoses yeah. it down, gets all the That's what we do it. when we go on vacation. Like, yeah. We'll just grab a chair from anywhere. Yeah, normally when I'm in a hotel, I just grab whatever yeah. chair they have yeah. there. Yeah, we got a chair from, I think it was Bunnings or was it Bunnings somewhere like that. Yeah. And, yeah, that was used as what the chair I showered with. And we did take the school, and I'm re- we did take the school just for a more comfortable chair to sit on. Yeah. And eventually... When it was decided I didn't need it anymore, just gave it to the, just to the school. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. always good. Yeah. Someone else will definitely need to use it. Yeah. Or, or if they need more plastic chairs, there's mm. obviously one more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've got a spare chair now. Um. So what, while you were recovering, what were the kind of things that you did? Like, did you watch TV? Did you watch Debbie? Well, um... Watched a bit of TV. Did you find that, like, there's literally, after a while, nothing to watch? Like, Well, me and my mum, and this is how I got into The Amazing Race, initially. Mm. Because <laughs> that was the one thing we usually used to to watch now. And since The Amazing Race, I've more gone into Survivor and all yeah. of those Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love those shows. And I... <laughs> I know... It, I know... A lot of people poo-poo reality TV. Oh, no, I'm a reality TV advocate. <laughs> like, but, I'm religiously I know, watching them. <laughs> but, like, the only two that I really watch, I really watch more Survivor yep. more now than Amazing Race, and I don't really steer clear of, ba- and I steer clear of Bachelor, Bachelorette. And oh, that. yes. Oh, my sorry God. About <laughs> no way am I ever going to watch that. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. the one odd one out here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry if you do. <laughs> um, no, but 
Uh, yeah. So my story, um, I've had lots of different surgeries, obviously, like from birth to now. Thankfully, I haven't had a, I haven't actually had a surgery for seven years now. So I'm very lucky. <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah, me too. Yes. Yeah. Maybe six years. Yeah. Six years. Yeah. yeah. The last one I had was my, I had spinal fusion. So as Jaden had rods had, put. I had spinal fusion yeah, as well. Yeah, I put rods in my back and screws. But um, that meant, you know, I was in obviously recovery for quite a while. Um, I was actually in a hospital for two weeks, so. Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. I can beat you all. <laughs> yeah, you've been, you know the feeling. Yeah. You can beat us all. Yeah, it was actually funny. Yeah, I funny. think uh, my mum used to keep count of how many days I was in hospital. Really? When I was younger. Oh, no. And then my mum uh, came up to me after she had a really long hospital stay as well mm. and said, I beat you. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> in a so, good, not oh, in gosh. a good way, though. Well, not really. I mean, yeah. you can't. It's not really a fun thing no, to be in a, no. in a hospital bed for uh, that amount of time. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, but the I I mean, I've had a lot of surgeries, but I can't remember them because I was young, much yeah. younger. So I'm just going off my um, spinal fusion. Yeah, I actually don't, you know, remember a lot of it because <laughs> I was heavily, heavily medicated. <laughs> Yes. So and I was sleeping. sleeping for half the time. Yes, I slept. I think I slept for a good week. Yeah. And then they, you know, started moving me around to different rooms and stuff, which is yeah. great. Like, all the nurses were absolutely lovely. Like, I went, I had my surgery through the Royal Children's Hospital. Yeah. And my surgeon's amazing, love him. Oh. Uh, my nurses, amazing, love them. Yeah, I actually had a favourite nurse growing up. Yeah. And then when I broke my leg in 2010 uh, and I went back to the hospital, mm-hmm. he was there. Yeah. And I was so excited and Maybe. he remembered me and everything. I got, when I left, um... Everyone would have just assumed that nurses are all female. Like, yes, there are male nurses. Yep. Yeah, um, of course there is. When I, when I left... It's still, a, still <coughs> in nursing, it's still um, females outnumber... Yeah. Males, yeah, because they're all still you know, caring. Yeah. Still... <laughs> They have but that, you know, nature of... an increasing number of male. But there yeah. are male nurses. Definitely. Just letting you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when I was... Because after my stay with my spinal fusion, I um, was transported home by ambulance. But before I left, I got all my nurses and all my surgeons to write a note. Mum had got me this plate that you can write on. Yeah. And... Um, so I got all my nurses and all my surgeons and doctors to write yep. a little message, and I've still got it in my room, <laughs> and it's so fantastic. Yeah, but um, yeah, as I said, I one thing I came home with was a plaster brace, yes. and I had to wear it for three months. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, as I said, you know, came home and I had to have a school, so a whole six weeks off school. I couldn't sit up pretty much. Yeah. Um, but that really, I don't know, like, obviously, you know, it affects your school life, but it... Affects you mentally. It, it affects everything. It's yeah. like, because I remember going back to school after those six weeks were out, or even, like, I went in on my 14th birthday because it was during that period. 
And I just remember, you know, being away for that long, everyone had kind of formed their own little groups. Mm. And I was kind of the outsider again. Yeah, that always happened to me yeah. in school. It's like it's everyone who I thought, you know, I was really close with had all split and yeah. formed their own groups. And I was like, oh, I'm alone. Like, yeah, I had no visitors when I broke my leg. Really? Partly maybe because uh, I went to my grandma's in Rosebud. Mm. But, mm. you know, still, <laughs> it would have been nice yeah. for someone I had a lot of... I, I had a few friends that visited. Yeah, yeah. I had family Mostly friends. family members. Yeah. But mostly family members, including my my late grandfather. Yeah. Sadly passed on earlier yeah. this year. Um, he came in virtually every day because he lived nearby in Kensington. Yeah, yeah. my grandparents came every yeah. day. I have... Um... Like, he never said he would come in, but then he just would and just tell my parents to just go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have family in Queensland and New South Wales and Canberra, and they all, you know, during that recovery period, come down and surprise me and stay with me because, you know, my mum works and my dad had to go, you know, pick up my siblings from school. So I could not be left alone at, during that period. Yeah. So they would come and it was great. Yeah. Even though I was in a lot of pain, <laughs> it was fantastic because I never really get to see them. So it was lovely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember watching a lot of TV. And yeah. as I said before, it gets repetitive. Like, yeah, there's only so much you can watch. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, guess what I did when I broke my leg and I spent eight weeks at my grandma's? What? Puzzles. <gasps> I love puzzles. I did so many puzzles and I think I actually got one framed. So, I love like, puzzles. one of the puzzles that I did yeah. is on the wall yeah. at my grandma's house. So, that was fun. Yeah. And um, it's funny, you were saying that you got, like, um, an ambulance yeah. back home. Yeah, they were like lovely. Like a patient. Yeah, um, yeah, one of those yeah, patient, patient transport. Yeah, yeah. Patient they were lovely, transport. by the way. I, yeah. I didn't get anything. What? I literally had to, with my still broken leg, because they put a rod in my leg. Yeah. They didn't plaster it or anything. Oh. I had to you just had get out of the... And you would have had, like, the boot or something. Nope. Nothing. No boot. Nothing. I had literally nothing. Wow. Um, just the rod. Yeah, and the so was taken out after a few years. Yeah, and I had to um, when I was leaving the hospital, had to get out of the wheelchair, and then transfer into a full drive. Oh god! And then, in pain mm. the entire way because I was in Dandenong Hospital, I had to go all the way to Rosebud. So oh, it was over an god. hour oh, of lord. me sitting in pain. In pain, and oh, then I had no. to like crouch forward to like relieve the muscle in my leg. I have oh, a. I have a high pain threshold. Yeah, so, so do I. <laughs> basically, if it hurt, if I say it hurts, yeah, it, it hurts. must hurt pretty bad. It yeah. hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was in the same boat, but yeah. I was off the majority of my pain medication. I think within a week of. Oh yeah. wow! As soon as I got out of hospital, I refused to take any any pain really? medication. Really? I did. Like I did take pain medication. Well, they were literally only giving me Panadol. I'm like, well, I'm not going to have Panadol. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, that can do yeah. horrible things to your liver and kidneys yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, no, yeah. I will deal with but the pain think, myself. Wow. But I still think Good if I didn't you. have the surgery, I would yeah. have had 
serious health problems later on in life. Yeah, yeah. I was told, you know. Yeah. Because I... Um, yeah, I, you've told this Yeah, I before. actually... I had a... I think it was like 180 or so degree angle in my spine. So I was like told, you know, you need to get the surgery or... Yeah. Yeah, you're my basically going to cock it. My parents did try... My dad, I think, more so tried to delay, but they said, nah, can't be delayed. Oh, I was terrified of Health the problems. surgery. I was terrified. I was like... Basically, my mum my says to me, information goes in one ear and it will not go out of the other. And she was panicking because I heard, I think, yeah. pretty bad words, which I won't repeat here. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> but I think we are a positive form. I think we're going to go to another song now. Yes. Yes, yes we are. Um... This is Joe Mungovan with Late August. You are listening to Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7. Joe Mungovan with Late August on Raise the Platform, and we are pretty much out of time. <laughs> mm. uh, it's been a jam-packed Another week Yeah Very mixed bag Yeah. We've gone We finally Shared the interview We talked about recoveries and surgery And of course my um, MCing of MCing Battle of, of the Sounds Battle of the Sounds As we call it Yes But yeah So that is unfortunately The end of the show Tune in next week um, Yes Uh we will come up with a topic during the week. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. Hopefully I won't be as uh, sick as I am now. You did a really good job today. Yeah, hopefully I don't sound really monotone and, you know, just nasally because I feel like, God, that person must be really bored on that radio show. <laughs> no. I'm kind of like, in this, I'm feeling the same way, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I feel okay. At the moment. I'm not well, <laughs> but I'm not well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Apparently it's a uh, ed- epidemic. Yeah. In, in Canberra. In Canberra Blue. at the moment. Yeah. Um, mm. It's it's filling up the hospitals in Canberra. Wow. And so. I think there's like a shortage of, I think it's tamming flu or something like that. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. That's it for us this yes. week. Uh, our socials. Are raise the platform on Facebook and Instagram and RTPS one and SYN on Twitter. Yes. So, so see you. Yes. Next week, same time, same place. Yep. Bye. We'll see you then. Yeah. Bye. Bye.